Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. Grateful you're here with us. Thankful to be your host. We're going to be looking at an interesting program today, and it's about reconstructing and re-erecting some very large statues in Egypt. Let's get started. It comes from the September-October edition of Archaeology Magazine. I've been doing kind of a series on a very large article they wrote on... Egypt's golden dynasty. So let's get started again. Thanks for being here. Do share with your friends, family, church, family, subscribe, leave a five-star review, helps people find us. So it says this, we're on page 34, it says, one of the project's most daunting endeavors has been to re-erect the temple's enormous statues. In a painstaking process, each of the hundreds of fragments of a given statue is cleaned, conserved, and joined to neighboring pieces. Some of the statues, I think, ranged from 45 to 70 feet tall, huge things, weighing many, many tons. Then these massive stone figures, each weighing hundreds of tons, must be carefully lifted and set back in their original positions. It's hard work, says Sorozian. Sorozian, I think, is actually the proper pronunciation. It's got a picture of uh, this going on. Sections of one of the giant standing statues of Amenhotep III were uncovered near the temple northern gate. The statue was toppled by an earthquake around 1200 B.C., fractured into pieces. What surprised me so much about this, I mean, you have these massive statues underground. People don't even know they're there till this archaeological work. I mean, things in time, uh, like Ozymandias, I mean, it can just... Go away quickly. But uh, she goes on to say, but we are constantly fascinated by this extraordinary heritage and are strengthened every day by knowing we have saved these ruins from oblivion and destruction. Thus far, the team has successfully raised numerous sculptures within the peristyle court, as well as the two 45-foot-tall striding statues of the Pharaoh that were once positioned at the temple's northern gate. The largest undertaking has been reconstructing the pairs of colossi that once flanked the second and third pylons along the Grand Processional Way. Before the project started, it was not known how much, if any, of these gigantic works had survived. To the excavator's delight, they found that most of the statue's bulk was still buried within the figures had fallen, uh, where the figures had fallen during the earthquake, and that both their state of preservation and their artisanship are awe-inspiring. That they are. Sorosian was, and please forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your name, Sorosian was especially moved when she first saw the renderings of Menhotep III's wife, Tai, T-I-Y-E, whose figure was carved next to the right leg of the pharaoh in each of the seated statues. Four times I was surprised and joyful when we discovered the statues of the queen, hidden under the four colossal statues of the Pharaoh we uncovered. Sorosian says, It is unforgettable. I will always keep those moments in my eyes and my heart. And it is pretty shocking to see how small the queen is represented as opposed to Pharaoh. After decades of work, the splendor and grandeur of Amenhotep III's mortuary temple can finally begin to be imagined. Sorosian believes that there would not have been a great deal of open space within the enormous enclosure. 
Instead, it would have been filled with smaller temples, courtyards, processional ways, gardens, pools, storerooms, priest quarters. Menhotep's third mortuary temple would have uh, rivaled the great Karnak temple across the river. That complex was added to and built up over a period of 2,000 years until it, and I'm going to have to turn a page here, and I have to lick my fingers like my mom used to, and I always wondered, Mom, why do you lick your fingers? Now I'm 57, I know why mom licked her fingers. Eventually became the largest religious complex in the world, a, stink a distinction it retained. Now, that's saying something, because you're looking at Asian and American and mounds. That's incredible. Uh, Mayan, uh, Cambodian. By contrast, Amenhotep III's temple was completed during his 39-year reign. I'm thinking uh, Tibetan. I'm just thinking, you know, a lot of things. Taj Mahal. Each Egyptian, which I know that was more funerary, each Egyptian king liked to say they had done things that had never been seen before, and that they surpassed all that was done in the past. That's one reason I love Ecclesiastes, is it just goes against <laughs> these Egyptian kings. No, it's all been done. Serasian said that, but Amenhotep, not about Ecclesiastes, about them going beyond. But Amenhotep III really did surpass many things that were done before him. It's a fantastic achievement, which, of course, not to the height of Egyptian civilization. There's this massive head picture on this one. It says a giant alabaster head. I mean, man out of alabaster, that's incredible. Uh, depicting Amenhotep III from one of the colossi guard the mortuary temple's third pylon preserved traces of its red paint. Boy, could you imagine what this looked like when it was up in its original form? Got the little serpent in front and all this. At least broken off, though. A statue of Menhotep, another picture. Third is one of perhaps hundreds of such sculptures that once stood within his mortuary temple complex. And, of course, you know, we've mentioned in previous podcasts that Israelites really didn't have a lot of this type thing just because of commands 1, 2, and 3 about not making any image things in heaven earth. So, uh, you know, they had things in the temple and... Solomon had carvings and cherubims on the Ark of the Covenant and then twined on the veil and all this. But overall, they didn't do a lot of all this. So God bless, pretty amazing what's just being found under the ground. There's no telling around the world what we still, just a minuscule fraction do we know and understand of the past. So God bless. Thanks for being here. Join us daily. And uh, we're just appreciative you're here. Pray for us, and uh, let's keep doing all things biblical archaeology. Do avail yourself of all the podcasts on the channel. You can start at the beginning. A lot of incredible information that I'm just going to tell you in one place. I don't know of another place that's got all this. I love things like Sergio and Rhoda, Expedition Bible, uh, Bible Research Associates, and all this on YouTube. A lot of phenomenal websites, but in the podcasting realm, and even in the, the video realm, I don't know of a place that's got all what we talk about here. And even on some of those, uh, I forget the name of it, is it like CARE, C-A-I-R? There's a, I just can't remember. There's a really good uh, apologetics website with a lot of this stuff on there. But 
I think we may be going into realms and some things they didn't go into. So talk with you later. Please share. Put it on social media. Help us out. We'll see you. Bye-bye.